This is the naturalist. In every podcast episode, we're going to highlight the products, ideas, trends that are shaping the CPG industry. Or that we just really like. This is this is kind of a repeat what we saw at Ashwagandha. These are ingredients that have been around for a very long time that are finding new life um, by bringing in new consumers, having new hero brands, really elevating it. Hello. Hi, it's the naturalist from Philadelphia. Actually, oh, I did replan it. That was amazing. Around here, the announcement. I was talking over it. <laughs> so I feel like there's no better time to record the naturalist when, than when we are in it. Like we're here. We're at Expo East. We're all immersed in all the trends, the innovations, the conversations. We've had some amazing conversations this week. One of which Adrian and I were fortunate to talk to Paul Stamets after his keynote at the Supplement Symposium. Definitely a high point for me. I, what what a person, you know. What a, I loved his message of kindness. I, I just can't say enough about it. Everything about that conversation. Not his so special. We learned about his dreams. We saw his mushroom hat really close up. Real close. Is that the same mushroom hat? I was looking at it. I was wondering, is that the one he's had for 20 years? I think it's the one. Yeah. But who knows? He probably, do you think you go to his house and yeah. just has like a, like, like a, a duck body slapped it? Just all the same mushroom. Yeah. And I, but I do have to say a lot of, like, but I do have to say it has nothing to do with the ad. So if you were thinking there was going to be a connection there, there is not. But in terms of supplements, there were so many cool things on the show floor, I thought. Just like certainly what Host Defense is doing is amazing with mycelium, but I just felt like that was a real bright spot here, which is interesting. Bill, we'll talk to you about some of the things happening in the space, what's been happening over the past couple of years, but I loved seeing supplements here at Expo. I thought that was a big one. What about you? I always love seeing supplements at Expo, and, and mainly because I never know what's going to happen, because I start the morning with a caffeine gummy, then I have a sleep supplement, then I practice, you know, by Zen with some other kind of gummy. It's really an emotional roller coaster for me. I'm, I'm never quite sure what the order should be, so I have hope to learn from you all. So, the, so experiential supplements experiential are Yeah, Yes, we're feeling all the feels thanks to yeah. the supplement. Now, before we go on, should we introduce our guest? Let's do it. Nice. We are here with Bill Giebler, famous Bill Giebler of Nutrition Business Journal. Indeed. And Scott Dicker of Spin. The famous Scott Dicker. The famous Scott Dicker of Spin Spin. You have both risen to supplement, dietary supplement industry fame. How does that feel to be a celeb in the supplement industry? Tell us about that. God, it feels good. Yes, Scott? No, you just take enough ashwagandha and you don't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have words to live by for my next show. Yeah, But anyways, thank you so much for having me on here. I uh, love the podcast. You know, I've been a big fan of Expo East uh, for many years. I think I've told you guys before, but I had never really been to West until earlier this year, but I always made it to East. Um, so it's great to be here at the last one, and it's been a terrific show. You've, wait, you've only been to West, what? That is true. Something's always come up where I couldn't go to West until this year. Yeah. But I've been to, I think this is my sixth Expo East. So I was there in Baltimore. I've been here in Philly. Yeah. And it's always a great show. There's always so many 
Uh, great connections here. And I have to say, guys, the content has been upped this year. Uh, the education sessions have been perfect. And I know we're going to focus on the Supplement Symposium, which was amazing. But overall, the content was just, just really, really incredible. Thanks, Val. Thanks for being such a big part of it. We love working with you. What about you, Bill? What's it been like here? It's been amazing. It, uh, I mean, it's so fun to see. It's such a vibrant show. It's like going really great. And it's the last one. It's really, it's like a, like a, a breakup date in a way where it's like, oh wow, it feels so good. We there's so much love, and we when we've made a decision. To... I don't know what your breakups look like, but mine have never looked like that. <laughs> I'm not sure I've heard about them. I do appreciate the love and relationship metaphor, given that Jay Shetty was our keynote this morning. He just came out with his new book, April's of Love, and so much of the advice in there, including how to break up, was about just like doing things with integrity and an elevated level of consciousness. And I absolutely agree that so many of those values were here, including, yeah, let's end this on a really high note and use our learnings from Expo East to inform what we do moving forward at Newtopia now. So all very exciting. Let's talk about, okay, let's rewind a few days, a few years. I'm not sure when it was. Supplement Symposium. It was great. And Bill, you kicked it off, you know, by talking about what's happening in the supplement industry. There's really interesting things happening in that space right now. Can you give us a high level overview? Yeah. And, and that was such a great way to start off the show. It was, it was hard being here at 730 in the morning. Not, but it was really great. It shared the stage with Scott. We had talked about what's going on in the industry. High level, before we get into specific trends or ingredients or conditions, it's been crazy. The 2020, as I said from the stage the other day, 2020 was the highest growth that NBJ has ever recorded for the industries. 14.5% growth in 2020 during the pandemic. Everyone was turning to supplement. Supplement users were taking more supplements. Non-supplement users were taking supplements. Biggest growth we've ever seen. And by ever. Wait, hold on. Hold up. Ever. Ever. In the, we've, in the 26 years that MBJ has been reporting growth, sales and growth for the, for the industry, that's the highest growth we've ever recorded. Solid growth the following year on a, on a base that was 7 billion bigger. It was really surprising how much growth there was still in 2021. In 2022, wait for it, the lowest growth. I like you and that. The lowest growth ever. And, and it's, shocking and it really it calling it growth was almost a stretch 1.9 percent growth in 2022 that's not even inflation so really no growth to speak of uh, right and so just a just a wild ride for the supplement industry but i will say even in the end and that's of course there was going to be a correction off of that pandemic growth yeah um and but then the recession or the not recession you know the economic yeah, what's challenges effect <laughs> uh, that's there. Let's save that for no one else. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, so they could be, the economy really just brought it to a halt. Uh, still, we're seeing higher growth for 2020. I'm sorry, a larger industry in 2023 and 2024 than what we predicted in 2019. So the elevated growth from the pandemic outshines the depressed growth for the economic jobs. 
So that's, and that's a very, very important takeaway, right? Like that's not a side note. That is critical that in 2019, before we saw that huge spike, yeah. your predictions for what the industry would look like, I'm repeating this more for myself than yeah. anything, just making sure I got this right. So your predictions then were lower than what it actually is now. Even with this, despite, yeah, despite this tanking, flatlining growth. You know? The industry's doing good. Well, it's good. It's good. Things are it, good. Yeah, and in one one way to look at it is the, the economic challenges completely wiped out all the gain from the pandemic. But I don't think that's the right way to look at it. I think the way to look at it is uh, that what would have happened if we had this these economic challenges without that boost ahead of them, we would be looking at negative growth. So I think we can still call this a lasting growth effect, right. uh, even though it's, it's sort of a, a balancing effect. And I, can I just add, Jessica, uh, it's, it's also, it shows the power of the trend lines, right? Because we're, and we saw this with the internet spending as well, where that had the highest growth ever in 2020, and now it's coming back down. And I, I believe when we looked at it like a year ago, the trend line for internet spending is like almost exactly where they predicted it before the pandemic, yeah. um, where it would have been now anyways. Yeah. So it shows a lot of the power of some of these these trends um, that the growth is going to happen, but maybe some of these rocket fuel accelerators weren't exactly what they were. And I loved, um, I forget I forget where uh, where we were, but there was it was one of the content of the show. They said there's rocket ships and then there's Camrys as well. So some of the brands that, you know, they're going to be comfortably taking you from place to place. And so I think we're seeing a lot of the Camrys right now uh, yeah. safely taking us to that next level. Uh, Sorry, Toyota. This is, that's just, it's just a metaphor. I think that's a compliment. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, it'll get you, it'll get you effectively where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Comfortably, safely. Yeah. It could be a highlight there, correct? Well, yeah. So, Phil, put on your prediction. On Take my cognitive supplements. <laughs> they look real hard okay. about this one. What will the industry look like in 2024? And yes, you can use some of your NBJ data, but what do you think the supplement industry will look like in 2024? You know, the, the first thing that came to mind when you said that is CBD. And I don't mean, and I, don't, and I mean CBD as a metaphor. We saw in 2018 and 2019, CBD grew 100%. It was the biggest thing, and it was huge, huge growth. And then, and it was, and we could, we could buy it anywhere, pet stores, probably tire shops, we could buy it anywhere and all, and, um, and it was good for everything. And it was ridiculous. And it didn't, uh, uh, and, you know, we knew that that would last. And now, and now a lot of, it almost looks like CBD went away, but it didn't really go away. It kind of found its rightful place among all the botanicals. It's still one of the strongest selling botanicals. So, when I say CBD as metaphor, what I really mean is that I feel like we had this big growth. We brought new people into the industry and then it crashed down. Um, where is that going to go? Is it going to keep crashing? Is the industry going to go away? Is it going to be huge growth over and over again? Is it going to be a rocket ship? And I think it's going to be a Camry. I think it's going to be like CBD. Uh, it, it's it's going to go on this wild ride and then it's just, just going to find a nice trajectory above where it used to be. This, some good strength and some some good momentum. Loving all these metaphors here. Metaphors. Metaphors are good. 
but that was that was great how you presented that. And I think it's a good like kind of grounding insight for the industry. And I know that within that, there's going to be lots of exciting trends that keep some of this momentum going. You talked about this, Scott. I love the trends that you talked about during the supplement symposium. I was like, oh yeah, yep, yep. We agree with that. So I'm excited for you to share some of those. Bill, before we do that, before we go into trend talk, Anything else about kind of like the big picture of the industry that we should know? Well, you know, Scott mentioned on the on the channel front, e-commerce was a surprise that it went from something like 87% growth in 2020 to pretty low growth. It's still growing faster than the overall industry. On the category side, herbs and botanicals is the one that did that. It was super big growth. And we're really surprised by, by how, uh, how that growth pulled back. Uh, and I don't think that's going to stay. I think herbs and botanicals are going through, uh, like we've used the term harsh normalization. But I think it's it's too strong a category. People are interested in traditional uh, formulations, Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine. These things are, are these these things are hot. Individual ingredients like ashwagandha. Uh, I think herbs and botanicals is going to continue to be the strongest category. I say continue to be. Vitamins is the strong is the biggest category, but I think I think herbs and botanicals is really the the a category to watch. It it hits a lot of points. It hits traditional knowledge. It hits condition focus. More and more supplements are focusing on conditions rather than just nutrients. Uh, and so I think I think herbs and botanicals is still the category to watch, even though it did this big like meteoric rise and then plummeted to actually negative growth in 2022. Uh, one of the few categories that was would pull back and is smaller than it was in 2021. And you think that will continue to be an area of innovation and consumer demand in both supplements and foods and beverages? Oh, so much in food and beverage. Yeah. All of these ingredients that are successful in supplements into functional food and beverage. Uh, it's it, it's all over the place, and uh, so beverages. I don't know what that one is, but it probably has ashwagandha. It, yeah, it does. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it, does. it would be hard. And it, so, uh, and caffeine. Like one of you mentioned caffeine. I I think we we're going to see more and more beverages that are not dependent on caffeine, and bars and things like that getting the functional foods, functional ingredients into brewing beverage, and you can. You can see what's coming up by seeing what's trending in supplements. Right. And you could innovate that way. You could look at supplements and say, okay, let's put that in a food. Supplements and then beverages usually it leads food, and then food finally yeah. gets the trickle down. Yeah. Interesting. Great insights. Great insights, Bill. And I really liked that idea of like across the board, whether it be with traditional herbs and you know, botanicals or just with other ingredients, focusing on the what, but really the why and the how. And I think that's where consumers are moving. Like, I'm not just going to take this thing, but I want to know that this thing addresses a specific need that I have. And I want to understand how it's going to do that and see the proof. So I think it's just a different kind of mindset that consumers have of like, as a put, not blindly taking an ingredient, but really wanting to know it works. I think so. I think it's, that's maybe the big takeaway for me, especially after hearing Jay Shetty talk this morning. He talked about why, just co- coming back to why am I doing, why do I do what I do? And you need to be able to answer that for your customer too. Why, if I'm selling an ashwagandha capsule or gummy, why? Why do you need mine? What's, what's the reason 
for my company to exist here on the show floor? Why am I stepping into the marketplace yeah. with something that already exists? So what's my differentiator? What's the story behind that? And, and how, to, how to make that? That's how you're going to connect with the consumer. Why should they take it? And why should they take your? The why. The why. What about you, Scott? Is there anything that really stood out to you as being an important trend to watch out for in supplements? Just actually just from your time on the show floor. So the show floor, it was pretty hard to avoid some of these functional ingredients. Uh, Were you trying? <laughs> I was going to say, I took them all. You, you didn't want any of them. The first thing I ate <laughs> one morning was the collagen brownies, oh, and mushroom gummies. <laughs> And before you know it, and, and just to go off on a little tangent, as we mentioned CBD. No, no tangents. But I remember being at the last show in Baltimore, and there was a whole CBD pavilion. And I, probably, what, 50 booths? A million. I think, I think the number was a million. A million. I think I took a full No hyperbole on this program. Yeah. <laughs> I think I took a full dose of CBD from every single brand um, in about an hour. And uh, <laughs> that's how we started our Baltimore CBD experience. That's why we haven't seen you in four years. Exactly. <laughs> um, but you notice here, I think I only saw a couple booths that even have CBD. So the hype has really uh, gone down. Uh, it's stabling off a little bit. We're seeing it in certain categories. But I think the future it is fairly uncertain for CBD. What we're seeing in every product are adaptogen herbs and mushrooms. Yes. And that seems to be the big trend. If we were looking for the show floor as a leading indicator, it would be that. Yeah. And, and just, just to, to parrot some of this stuff, you can't only look in the traditional supplement formats. Uh, every functional beverage on here, one of the biggest trends we're seeing in functional beverages, the rise of non-energy functional beverages. So addressing other health focuses, so things like mood support, sleep support, digestive health, and you position it as those health-focused drinks, and then the ingredients are almost secondary. Yeah. Uh, and But those are the ingredients, by the way. Mushrooms and... Um, Say your favorite. Which one's my favorite? Ashwagandha. Uh, there you go. Uh, and ashwagandha is a great example. It was the ingredient of the year in 21, I believe. And we've seen it come back to life. It's still showing growth, um, a lot of growth in beverage, and some growth in supplements. Uh, but... There's room for other adaptogen herbs to, I think, really piggyback off it. We have not seen any hero um, adaptogens come next, but there's definitely opportunity for it. Oh, do you have any prediction? Um, I think rhodiola can be one of them. Yeah, you don't care about rhodiola that much. I uh, do you? Good old rhodiola. No, no. I think it, it's got a lot of opportunity. What we're seeing for like a lot of the fun, this year, spoiler alert, the ingredient of the year is going to be creatine um, that we may have predicted. Oh, that was one of our retail trends as well. One of the retailer trends. So they couldn't keep creatine on the shelves, no. right? And this is, this is kind of a repeat of what we saw with ashwagandha. These are ingredients that have been around for a very long time that are finding new life. Um, by bringing in new consumers, having new hero brands, really elevating it. And um, creatine, yeah. well, I've talked about this as a trend all year. Um, thankfully, every once in a while I write on things. Um, but it used to be like just in the gym for young men, right? Yeah. And now we're seeing it studied for cognitive health. We're seeing a lot of social media influencers who are female. And this could get us into the female health-focused discussion as well. 
Um, but they're removing some of that stigma that it's going to make them bulky and that uh, females are afraid of it. And so it's finding a new audience um, for an old ingredient. And so it's taking it out of the gym, into the office, into, the, into just the general health category. Uh, so those are some things I saw. We, uh, Zoo Vitamins, I, I believe, they have their creatine gummies coming out. So haven't really seen that outside of a powdered format too much. So that's something I'm excited for. So I got excited. It's like, like... Oh, I thought you were answering. So I thought you were adding some of it. Yes, I, well, I got excited because I wanted to add slash ask something to both of you, which it seems like some of these ingredients that, like, gain their popularity in one very specific purpose are experiencing, like, a, they're getting this second wave of popularity because there's more research being invested in different benefits and different demographics that they may reach. Are you seeing that with any other ingredients outside of creatine? So it's a really interesting case that you... Let me stay on my train of thought because I have to lose it. Yeah, go. Um, I haven't taken my new traffics yet. Uh, um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting because we're seeing this shift from really one target health focus to this focus on overall wellness. And it's not too hard of a leap to take, like, if it's good for my sleep, it's good for my stress. Or we're seeing a stress relief good for your sleep. And then also, you know, even beyond that, if I sleep better, you know, my performance, so my sports nutrition product will, will be better. And we're seeing beauty from within as a big category. And it's not just like the collagen and collagen continues to do well, but like beauty sleep, for example. So you get better sleep. So we're seeing this connection between a lot of the health focuses for kind of overall wellness, which allows people to make that jump saying, this was good for that. It'll probably help me do this in general. So those are interesting things that brands should be on the lookout for as a different way to position their products. Yeah. As consumers focus more on the, the why. Thank you for explaining what creatine does, by the way. I was Googling it as you were talking. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have my dad maybe taking that like for a, like this so long ago when he was like really into, he's, well, he's really into marking out still in the gym, but I remember being like, creatine, like taking that. And now I'm going to go get a gummy. That means that now you need it. You never thought of that before. Creatine done. Well, there it uses. So interesting. Yeah, let's talk about, do you want to talk about women's health? Would you like to talk about women? Here's a funny thing that I never, ever talk about. Women's health. No, I will just, I will say a few words. And it's not a naturalist episode if we don't talk about our period. <laughs> you go first and we'll come yeah. we'll work our way down the yeah, start. No, I just, I've been so impressed by all of the great brands that I know we're focusing on supplements, so I'm not going to get too carried away because there have been a lot of other women's health brands on the show floor. But I've been so impressed with all of the different products that I'm seeing um, for women's health. Of course, uh, Solaray is here with their Her Stages line that we've talked about in previous episodes. The Perimenopause was an XD winner. Great product. And um, the perimenopause supplement, not just perimenopause, winning the next seat. <laughs> Let's give it up for perimenopause. Go Perry. Trendy. <laughs> Trendy. <laughs> but another um, brand new company that I saw is um, that I really love in the innovation experience area is Afreya. And I realized as I just said that it's brand new, I'm not sure that it is brand new. They are there new. Yep. Okay. Grand spanking new. <laughs> Uh, just real quick, I do want to say that women's health is something uh, that I expect to be a, a major category mover in 24. 
Uh, we're actually seeing sales um, in retail are actually slightly down this year, which is surprising. There are health focuses that are doing well, things like digestive support. Uh, but we see a lot of uh, D2C brands um, that are doing it really well, and there's a lot of social media chat around it. I know at Summit, um, that was what everyone was talking about as their pick for like category to watch. Yeah, so yeah. I, I fully expect uh, a lot of women's health um, products to be really moving the needle in retail in 24. And it goes to show, I mean, back to back next to award winners were uh, women's health, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, we had wind and uh, West, and now it was Solar for their line. Uh, and so it goes to the different stages, the perimenopause, but there's also a lot of libido products, which have historically been only targeting men. Would this be, would this be a good time to plug the NBJ's first ever women's health report? Yes, yeah. Out next month, women's health. We, we did it from a survey standpoint as, as well as market sizing standpoint to talk about uh, a variety of conditions that are of import to women and women's health. I want to say that I'm also excited about that report, even though I didn't scream for the record. I'm really excited about that report. Quick note on that as well, but we're seeing a ton of investment in the women's wellness category as well. So we're seeing lots of companies launching brands, launching products, and investors really looking at putting their dollars in. In a Hey Freya um, presentation this week, the founder said, you know, often in the CPG industry and especially in the supplement industry, women have been ignored. The true needs have been, have not been addressed and they've been underrepresented. So it's also great to see women founders launching these companies that address the very unique needs of women. So yeah, let's jump into the list. The list is our breakdown of favorite products, some of our favorite products right now. And on this edition of the list, we're going to talk about our favorite supplements on the show floor. Adrian? Hit. I wonder what Adrian is going to talk. Spoiler alert. <laughs> My favorite products were from Hey Freya. Whoa. Now, over an innovation experience, this brand spanking new brand, women founded, they have um, currently a variety of different supplements targeted at women with botanical blends. There's a rest that's a non-melatonin supplement. There's one called Thrive, which I really love. It's that daily support, stress support. Uh, we also have Nourish, which I really like that idea as well. Um, that one supports skin, hair, and nail support, immune nutrients, kinds of great stuff. And then of course, Calm. So, but hey, Freyak, great brand, check it out. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Goodbye. Adrian always has the best supplement insights. All right. I'll jump into mine. It's host of bed. So as we mentioned, Paul Stamets was one of our keynotes and all the work that he's doing to research mycelium and the various benefits, the applications. It's pretty remarkable. Host of beds is his company. Years ago, I got to visit them and it was just like the most magical place where everyone was completely obsessed with the power of mushrooms and it's salty really is and it was like wow where am i this is so cool so uh they launched a mycobotanicals immune powder now this has i want to make sure i get it all right it combines two complementary strategies to offer an expanded spectrum of benefits tailored to your needs so kind of presenting it as being like, here's what it's going to do for you, but immune-wise. So making sure that it addresses your unique immune system needs. 
There's the blend of mushrooms. So agaricon, chaga, turkey tail, reishi, and maitake, and then a range of herbs in there. So just like one of you was saying, herbs, yes, herbs and botanicals and mushrooms, yes. So they've created this like power packed immune support supplement that I've been loaded up on and I just really love everything that most of mine stuff. And it was an XC finalist. Then the next two but that plug in there. <laughs> Very good. Scott. Uh, so those were all both great choices. Um, I, I'm going to go real fast. I think that we've been talking a lot over the past few years on new delivery formats. And one of the things that keeps coming up is this kind of candy delivery formats beyond gummies. Uh, there's FX chocolate here that has um, a lot of the chocolates uh, for the different health focuses really positioned well. I think those are interesting. As well as, and I'm not even sure if it's considered a supplement, but the next winner for beverage, for functional beverage is Super Nirvana. Um, both yep. of those were in the hot products. It's an HMB beverage. Um, again, another product that's trying to be taken out of the gym into and a more general supplement space. Uh, I think that's a really cool product. And what is that? It is a, a ingredient that preserves muscle. And so there's a lot of research on it, especially in the aging population. To preserve muscle helps to, you know, aging populations are falling, losing muscle, um, age-related sarcopenia. And so it's always been positioned as a uh, bodybuilding supplement almost because anything that preserves muscle or regains muscle right. positioned as bodybuilding supplement. But we're taking it out of the gym into the um, general masses, hopefully. Um, I think the aging population is one to target in general because they could benefit the most from a lot of these things. Uh, but yeah, those are my two. I'm glad you said FX chocolates. Going back to the why, this is something to think about too. They'll tell you why it's in chocolate. Uh, the, the fats of the chocolate, they believe, or they've done studies to show the increases the bio bioavailability. Not just yummy, that's the tagline for Not just yummy. <laughs> Take us home, Bill. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, I, you know, one thing I think is interesting, and I'm, I'm going to botch their name. I don't remember what they're called. Regen Foods, do you remember? Uh, and, oh, and, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I have a long-time friend of the family, full disclosure friend, Andrew Pitts uh, and Lockie. They're doing great things on their farm in Iowa, Aronia Berries. Uh, but they, they, that sort of repatriation, repatriated. Regen Food. Regen Food, yeah. okay. And they've got a few brands. They've got a supplement brand called Cultivate. But they're taking their aronia berries, they're mixing them with other uh, fruits and, and superfoods grown in the region, and they freeze them immediately upon harvest, and then they freeze-dry them. So they're full of the bioactives, the polyphenols, and they're, now they're trademarking these, so they're going to have branded ingredients. They blended aronia with astaxanthin, and they've got aroasta, and they're, they're teaming up with some of the ingredient suppliers like RFI. Uh, and, and getting these out into other supplements. So I, I, it's just really interesting what they're doing. Locally grown and ingredient sourcing, super high quality with great technology. So And partnering with the universities on the research piece, which I think is very impressive. Right, that's true. Is that Texas A&M maybe yep. that they're, we're working with? So uh, really, is there always, I, I'm always surprised with how much they're working on, how much stuff they're doing. And it, it's I think it's a trend to watch for sure. Wow, that was great. Look, we did it. We did it. Thank you, thank you both so much. What a pleasure. And it was super fun. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much no. for having me. Yeah. Next, next year in Newtopia News.
Very bad. You know what's good for your health? Supplements. You know what else is good for your health? The Naturalist. And you know what's going to be really good for your health? Liking and subscribing to it. You're welcome. Want to be on The Naturalist? Send us an email at thenaturalist at newhope.com.